Each and every year we put out, we set aside about a month or so, three or four weeks, um, to dig in a little bit deeper into the topic of our finances and our resources and, and what the Bible has to say, what Jesus had to teach about those things and, and how we um, are to use them really wisely and, and different ways that we can do that. And, and we don't teach about it a whole lot throughout the rest of the year, um, but we kind of bring it all together in one month or so when we focus, we zoom in on it, because there is so much to learn. Jesus had so much to say about it. Uh, the Bible has so much to say about this topic. And uh, Jesus had so much to say because in his day, it was just as big a thing of people's lives as it is today. Uh, Jesus recognized that money played a big part in people's lives, whether he wanted it to or not, whether that was a good thing or a bad thing, whether it was for better or for worse, it just did. And uh, it still does, doesn't it? Money plays a big part in our lives from day to day, regardless of whether we intend it to or want it to or should or what, it just does. And so Jesus had so much to say about it. It was one of his favorite topics to teach on. And so uh, here at Dora Folk, we don't make any apologies. We, we also will speak on this because it's such an important topic. We believe that Jesus' teachings were just as relevant now as they were 2,000 years ago, and we can learn a lot through what he says about our finances. So tonight we kick off the series. It's called Generous God, and it's called Generous God for a reason, and that is because before we can talk about our money or our resources or our time or our ideas or our expertise or our um, anything else, energy, or whatever we would consider a resource, before we can talk about all of that, we must first recognize who it's actually come from. Before we can look into to seeing what God has to say about our resources, we must first recognize that He is the one that has given it to us. So that's tonight, generous God, because God is incredibly generous, isn't He? Generosity is in God's nature, in fact. From the, very, from the very beginning of creation, God demonstrated His generosity to us. Have a think about nature. Have a think about beautiful mountains, uh, rainforests, oceans. Um, who's been snorkeling? Yeah, yeah, a few people. How beautiful is that when you're amongst you know, these colorful fish and coral and whatever? And there, I'm sure we could each think of moments where we've enjoyed God's creation, looking up into the sky and the stars on a clear night. How generous is God to have created this world and universe and placed us in amongst it all? That's such a generous thing for God to do. Even the way that he has created us is generous, I think. Just, just imagine, okay, if God created us to only eat Brussels sprouts. Just imagine that. If that was the only food that would keep us alive and every other food would be poison to us, imagine that. No, you don't really want to. I mean, uh, some people probably go, hmm, that sounds all right. Uh, but I reckon even if Brussels sprouts is your favorite food in the world, you'd probably get sick of it after a while. I've actually learned to like Brussels sprouts. They do need to be cooked with bacon and butter. Amen. But a lot of things taste better with bacon and butter. 
so um, that's not surprising. But, um, but imagine, okay, imagine with me if God created us with just the sense of smell, and that was the way we experienced the world. I don't know why I had that thought as a really weird thought. I'll leave that with you to think about. Maybe don't spend too much thinking about that. That's kind of weird. But God is so generous in the way that he's created us. We can experience the world in so many wonderful ways. Or, or the capacity to make our own decisions. Free will. Man, I am glad that we aren't just kind of string puppets of God's that, or remote-controlled toys that just automatically do exactly whatever. Like, he has given us the ability to make up our own minds and, and choose things. Are you grateful for that? How generous. God literally created us with the ability to ignore him. Wow. The generosity of God. He loves us that much that he would give us free will at the risk of us choosing not to love him back. Wow. But you know what? His generosity didn't stop at creation either. Because his generosity, we can see throughout the Old Testament. You know, we, we kind of stuffed up creation. <laughs> we, we made our own choices. We turned our back on God. We decided to go our own way. And at that point, God could have stepped back and said, right, you guys made your choice. You guys can deal with the consequences on your own. I'm out of here. See you never. But he didn't. We have consequences to sin, there's no doubt about that. But God never went anywhere. What a generous, loving God. All through the Old Testament, there's stories about Him reaching out to His people, trying to reconnect us with Him. Providing guidance for His people, whether that's spiritual guidance or guidance in important decisions or or even sometimes physical guidance. In, in Exodus, it talks about um, his people having a pillar of cloud to follow during the day and a pillar of fire to follow at nighttime. Sometimes it was the physical guidance. He provided for his people. The very people that turned their backs on him, he continually gave and gave and gave. He provided sometimes physical food and water, but sometimes other things, miracles, sometimes um, the right crossing of paths of the right people at the right times, sometimes protection and sometimes victory, as Sam mentioned, sometimes all sorts of things God provided over and over for his people, even though they never really once deserved it. What a generous God. But you know what? All that was actually just an introduction to what was to come. Because he, he gave his people a purpose. He said to Abraham, all nations will be blessed through you or through your descendants. All nations will be blessed through you. He, he gave his people a purpose and a reason to live. And that culminated in the ultimate, ultimate act of generosity that we have ever seen and will never see the likes of ever again because God gave his one and only son, Jesus, for us. 
We didn't deserve that. We will never deserve that. We can't do anything to earn that. That was a gift to us. His one and only Son. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. That whoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. How generous is our God to continually give and give and give to the point of giving His only Son to die a terrible death on our behalf. It's how much He loved us, how much He loves us. Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death. In other words, the, the direct result of our sin is death. That's the, that's the direct consequence of our turning our back on God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Free gift. It's a free gift for us. What an incredibly generous God we serve and love. Romans 8, it goes further. It says, God, he who did not spare his own son but gave him up, gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Because you know what? God's generosity, as, as amazing as giving us Jesus is, God's generosity didn't even stop there. God continued to give and give and give. Think of everything that's happened since Jesus. Think of where we are as like a, a human race now as opposed to where we were back then. Think of the illnesses and the health issues that we just don't even know about anymore because they've just been eradicated through science and medicine and technology. Think of, think of everything that we've learned about the world and God's creation and ourselves and how we work and Think of all the creative um, solutions to problems that people have come up with and God providing the right people at the right time with the right problem in front of them and the, the right creativity and knowledge and education and science to get around these issues and to invent new things and create new things. and Amazing generosity that God would allow us to learn and to discover new things and to create new things. How good is our God? You know, I'm, I'm fascinated by space. Love space. I would like to travel into space one day. I don't think my family would be too keen on that, but I'd like to do it. Um, maybe one day. But you know what? I found during the week, scientists now think that our sun is only one of about 100 billion stars in our galaxy. Whoa. Isn't that amazing? And, and our galaxy is only a hun, one of a hundred billion galaxies. If that doesn't make you feel small, <laughs> I don't know what will, but isn't that amazing that God would not only create all that, but He's generous enough to allow us to discover that and to build technology to discover that. Technology like telescopes. I'm really interested in telescopes. Um, perhaps a bit more than just a bunch of mirrors and 
stuff, but essentially technology looking millions of kilometers into the sky, far beyond we could ever see on our own, and take photos out there of what's going on. Isn't that amazing? Wow. You know what I find amazing as well, though? The names of some of these telescopes. The, the names of these telescopes just demonstrate to me the, the combination of creativity of the, of the human mind and the engineering and capacity, scientific capacity of the human mind combined. Check, check out this, these telescopes. This one here is called the Large Synoptic Survey Telescope. <laughs> Sounds really interesting, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't think I know what any of those words mean, other than large. <laughs> Sounds interesting, not very creative. Okay, this next one, this one is really creative. This one was fantastic. This one's called the Large Binocular Telescope. Because <laughs> there's two of them, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see what they did there. <laughs> yeah. What about this one? This one, this one is mind-blowing creatively. This one is officially called the 30-meter telescope. <laughs> That's its official title. There are, there are signs out the front, welcome to the 30-meter telescope. <laughs> All right. And then there's this one, which is still being built and uh, won't be finished for another few years, but this one is like in the, in the ultimate example of human creativity and science colliding in this amazing thing is this bad boy, which is called the European Extremely Large Telescope. <laughs> Seriously, that's its official name, the European Extremely Large Telescope. Uh, God is generous, isn't he? He's generous <laughs> with people with scientific minds, and he's generous with creative people. They just clearly weren't in the same meeting this time. <laughs> but he is so generous, and he keeps on giving. To you and me, today, he keeps giving. And what's amazing to me is that in Matthew 7, 7, Jesus actually teaches us to keep asking. He says, ask and you'll receive, seek and you'll find, knock and a door will be opened to you. Wow, God is so generous that he has given us all that and still he encourages us to come to him and ask for what we need. Isn't that amazing? I find that awesome. You know what, sometimes um, one of the biggest asks that I have of God on a regular basis is for wisdom. And I'm sure many of you are probably similar. Lord, give me wisdom in this situation or for this decision or whatever it is. And, you know, the brother of Jesus, James, wrote this in James 1. He said, if you need wisdom, ask who? Ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Isn't that amazing? We can keep asking God, and he, he doesn't care. He encourages it. As generous as He is, He keeps giving. We have all that stuff that we've already talked about. We still have 
guidance if we want it. We still have provision. We still have purpose. We still have Jesus and the grace that is available through Him. We still have the ability to make our own minds and creativity and the five senses and the ability to eat the buffet of food and all sorts of wonderful things that He has given us, and yet He keeps on giving. He gives and gives and gives and gives and gives and doesn't stop giving. He is a generous God. Generosity is in God's nature. But you know what? Because generosity is in God's nature, that actually flows into what He has created. Generosity is actually in nature's nature as well. Jesus said something really interesting on the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6. He said this. He said, Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work for their clothing. And yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. So, during the week, I did that. I looked at the lilies of the field, or plants, and how they grow. And I discovered a really interesting phenomena. Well, rediscovered it because... Most of us learned this early on in high school, um, and some of you are there right now. Maybe I'm helping, I don't reckon. <laughs> really don't think so. I'm about to explain something to you called photosynthesis. Yeah, photosynthesis. I'm sure that many of you would probably be able to explain this better than I'm about to. <laughs> so apologies if I simplify it a little bit too much, but bear with me. These are the, this is my best understanding, photosynthesis. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. There should be a diagram on the screen for this, if the screen's working. Cool, here we go. Hey, there it is. Plants need three things to survive, or three things to grow. They need sunlight, they need water, and they need carbon dioxide. Can you remember those three things? Sunlight, water, carbon dioxide. Got it. Okay. When they get these three things... They turn them into two more things. They turn them into glucose, sugars, and oxygen. The glucose is what they feed on. That's what helps them grow. That's what they, that's what they eat, essentially. And the oxygen they don't really need. So they give it away. They release it into the atmosphere. In other words, God provides for the plant. The plant takes what it needs to survive and, and to grow, and then it literally gives away all the extra. Interesting principle, isn't it? And who benefits from the plant's generosity? Gives away oxygen, remember? <laughs> of course, you and I are alive because the plants give us life. But you know what? That keeps on flowing. Because not only is generosity in nature's nature, but generosity is in our nature as well. And this is something called respiration, and it's linked with photosynthesis, okay? So another science lesson. Here we go. When we take a breath in, we breathe in about 78% nitrogen, <laughs> about 21% oxygen, and about 0.04% carbon dioxide and, and a few other gases like argon and etc. <laughs> My team had a great time doing our slides this week. When we breathe out, 
we breathe out about 78% nitrogen, about 15 to 18% somewhere in there um, oxygen, and about 4 to 5% carbon dioxide and the rest some other gases. In other words, what happens when we breathe is we're taking some of the oxygen and turning it into carbon dioxide. Now that happens in our bodies because when the oxygen we breathe in mixes with glucose in our bodies, now how do we get glucose in our bodies? We eat the plants that have created glucose, or we, or we eat the animals that ate the plants. <laughs> when the oxygen mixes with that glucose, it creates carbon dioxide, and that's what we breathe out. In other words, God has literally designed us to walk around giving life to his creation as we breathe. From the very first moment we take a breath in this life to the very last moment we take a breath, we are designed to give. We've been created to give over and over and over and over. Does that remind you of anyone? In fact, generosity kind of makes the world go around when you think about it, because, of course, the plants giving away their oxygen help us, and we take that oxygen and we give away a carbon dioxide, and that helps the plants, and there's this really clever cycle. But it, it kind of is reflected in other areas of life, too. Think of how important generosity is in our relationships. The characteristic of generosity is so important in a healthy relationship, whether that's in a family setting or friendship setting or a business work kind of setting or church, whatever it is, generosity is so important in life, isn't it? That's because generosity is an attractive force. Just think about it for a moment. We can probably all think about someone that we know that we consider particularly generous. We tend to like that person, don't we? <laughs> we tend to admire people who are generous. We tend to be inspired by those people. We tend to like organizations and businesses that we consider generous as well, don't we? It's an attractive force to be generous. You know, our, our sun that gives away the light to the plants and, and heat to us and, and other gases and other things to all sorts of things that I don't really understand, but the sun keeps giving and giving and giving and yet its very presence is what holds the solar system in place. It's holding everything together. Generosity is an attractive force. And here's why. It's because we are created in God's image. We're created in His image and, and we are reflections of Him. That's why we find generosity to be so attractive and something that we aspire to be better at. It's because it's God's nature. We naturally want to be more like Him, whether we know Him or we don't know Him that's attractive to us because that's how God is. That's how He's made us to be. And the more I think about it and the more I consider it, the more I'm convinced that I, I think Christ followers, Christians, 
should be known as the most generous people on earth. Because we're wanting to reflect the nature of our Saviour, aren't we? We're wanting to be more like Jesus. Here at Dorofo, we call that trying to be more Jesus-centred and others-focused. Simply trying to be more like Jesus. And generosity is a great part of that. Generosity and becoming more like Jesus is, is linked. It happens at the exact same time. The more we are generous, the more we become like Jesus. The more we become like Jesus, the more generous we become. Because God is a generous God. And He has created us in His image. I want to leave you with one more thought for tonight that you can take away. And Lucy, you can come up and play if you want. But this, the thought is this. If you think of everything that you have, whether that's money, material possessions, your time, your energy, your education, your skills, your training, your passions, your, your ideas, your creativity, whatever you have to contribute to this world, think about it for a moment. If you were to hold up a mirror tonight to yourself, and be really honest with yourself. What is it for you that perhaps right now you might be holding on to a little bit too tightly? What is that for you? Because I'm sure we've all got something that we can probably be more generous in, that we can probably be more like Jesus in. And I'm not saying that's anything in particular. You, you will come up with what that is for you. But maybe tonight, what is that for you? I'll leave you with one final question. And that's this. Do you have more trust in your own ability to create? Your own ability to provide, to build? Whether that's wealth or income or your own ability to manage your time or to balance work and family and study and whether that's your own ability to um, decide how much time different people get of your schedule or how much creativity you give away and how much you keep to yourself or, or how many ideas you let through and how much you might save for a rainy day. Do you trust more in your ability to do those things wisely or do you trust more in our incredibly generous God? who is so incredibly generous that he continually gives and gives and gives from the very first day to forever, <laughs> continually giving and giving and doesn't run out. He never runs out. He can just give and give and give. Do you have more trust in your own ability or do you have more trust in his ability? Why don't we pray together?